Allahu Allah yatawaffal anfus he takes the souls yatawaffa wafa ya tawaffi is qabd to take something to take something in full receive it in full and the word is also used for death so Allah takes al anfus anfus plural of the word nafs Allah takes the souls hina mautiha at the time of their death meaning when people die their souls are taken by who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala their souls don't wander around no the soul is taken by Allah wallati and the one who meaning the soul the person which lam tamut does not die meaning the person who has not died yet then their soul is taken when fi manamiha in its sleep manam noon wa mim noom is sleep manam is also another word that's used for sleep it's a mustaq state of sleeping so those whose souls are not taken meaning who have not died yet still allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes their souls at the time when they go to sleep so the person who's alive is still living when he goes to sleep his soul is taken taken away by allah soul departs in sleep and this is why sleep is called the sister of death because just like when a person is dead he's laying down when a person is sleeping he's also laying down right even if a person is sleeping on the couch sitting somehow he's in a you know back is reclining head is somewhere head is falling isn't it what happens when you're really sleepy in class sitting in your head drops and you pick it up it's like your head lost life so it drops you understand just like a dead person a person who's just died what happens lifeless fall when sleep overcomes a person he also falls he's just laying there when a person is dead he doesn't talk he doesn't eat he doesn't walk around or things like that and likewise when a person is sleeping he's the same so wallati lam tamut fi manamiha their souls are taken in their sleep fayumsiku then he keeps meaning he retains he does not release he does not send back who allati the one who qada he has decreed alayha on it almauta the death those who sleep their souls are taken right and then what happens when a person wakes up how does he wake up the soul is returned to the body understand the soul is returned to the body but those for whom death is decreed what happens yumsiku allah keeps the soul meaning he doesn't send it back to the body so a person doesn't wake up he dies in his sleep wayursilu and he sends al ukhra the others meaning there are others who wake up after they have slept why because their souls are returned but until when will they stay awake until when will they stay alive ila until ajal musamma a fixed term they're not going to stay alive forever their time will also expire someday inna fi dhalika indeed in that la ayat surely signs li qaumi yatafakkarun for people who reflect what is this ayah teaching us sleep is like death 
and sleep must remind us of death. And just as a person has no control over his life, you know, death comes when it comes. Life is taken away when Allah decides. And this is something that we can understand by how we fall asleep. Do you ever sit there watching the clock saying, I'm going to fall asleep at 9.31? And you're staring at a 9.31, you close your eyes and you're sleeping? No. You try your best, but maybe you'll fall asleep before that or after that. You don't have control over your sleep. It comes sometimes, without most of the time, without even your control. Yes, you have that intention, you're trying, but it comes and it goes without your control. And this is how life is. Who has real control over us? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is something that we're reminded of every day. When we fall asleep and when we wake up. And sleep is like death. And sleep should remind us of death. And this is why the Prophet ﷺ said that when any one of you go to bed, he should take out his, basically dust his bed with the part of his clothes. Right? At that time people would wear loose sheets around their bodies. So he said a part of the waist sheet, he should take that and dust the bed with it. Why? Because he doesn't know what has come into it after him. Meaning when you left it in the morning, you don't know what has come inside it while you've been away. And we might think, oh, we live in Canada, windows are closed. You have spiders in your house, don't you? The other day I saw a ladybug in my room. I said, where did this come from? Firstly, it's cold. It's still cold. And secondly, how did it get inside? Right? So this is part of the sunnah and something that the Prophet ﷺ taught us that when you go to bed, make sure that you give it a check. You know, dust the bed, dust the blanket, dust the pillow. This should be a part of habit, bedtime routine. And he said that then he should say, Bismika Rabbi, wadartu jambi, wabika arfa'u, in amsakta nafsi, farhamha, wa in arsaltaha, fahfawha, bima tahfawu bihi, ibadaka salihin. This is also one of the du'as that the Prophet taught. And what does it mean? Bismika Rabbi, in your name, my Lord. to jambi, I place my side. Wabika arfa'uhu, and with your name I will rise again. In amsakta nafsi, if you keep my soul, meaning you don't let me wake up, if death is decreed for me in the sleep, farhamha, then have mercy on my soul. Wa in arsaltaha, and if you send it back, meaning you allow me to wake up and live another day, fahfawha, then guard it, protect me. بِمَا تَحْفَظُ بِهِ عِبَادَكَ الصَّالِحِينَ With that which you protect your righteous servants with. So this is a dua that the Prophet ﷺ used to say. He taught us a dua that we can say before sleeping. Another thing we see in this ayah is that each time we wake up from sleep, it's as if we have been given a new life. It's as if we have been given another chance. And really if you reflect on this, you go to sleep, you're tired, exhausted in your body. Right? You wake up refreshed. It's like a fresh start. Your brain is tired at night. It's difficult to even carry a conversation, which is why many times we fall asleep midway through a sentence. Right? And what happens when you wake up? Mind is fresh, alert. Right? Body is refreshed. Mind is refreshed. You get a fresh start. Each time we wake up, it's as if we've been given another chance. So each day should be received with gratitude. 
and it should be used in the best way also. This is why upon waking up, the Prophet ﷺ taught us that we should say something. And what is that? Alhamdulillahilladhi ahyana ba'dama amatana wa ilayhim nishur. Another dua is Alhamdulillahilladhi afani fi jasadi. I'll praise to Allah who has granted me well-being in my body. وَرَدَّ عَلَيَّ رُوحِي And returned my soul to me. وَأَذِنَ لِي بِذِكْرِهِ And allowed me to remember him. Allowed me to remember him. From where you can get these du'as? If you have Android or Apple phone, you can get Alhuda apps. Okay? So there is an app dedicated for this, du'as for sleeping and waking up. Alright? That's one of the best ways. There are so many more du'as also. If you're having difficulty falling asleep, just start saying the du'as. You'll fall asleep in no time. And in the morning also, the waking up du'as also are there. Somebody gave this gift to me. It's a cube, right? And um, it used to have du'as for sleeping. Okay? So on this cube, on one side, there was Surah Al-Nas, Surah Al-Falaq, Surah Ikhlas, and another du'a. I wanted to take it a step further. So I printed out some du'as, which are these ones and more, and I stuck them on the sides. So the sunan, before sleeping, du'as before sleeping, and then du'as before sleeping are here, and the du'a for waking up is here. So on your night table, if you have something like this, firstly, it's a good reminder. Secondly, it looks nice. And uh, thirdly, the thing is that on your phone, no matter how many du'as you have, when you... Turn your phone on in the morning. What are you going to see? The app that you're supposed to open or the hundred and something messages that you're supposed to read? You're going to get distracted. Isn't it? So I always encourage du'as on a separate thing other than your phone. Okay? You know, if you do something like this, I remember my mom, she had a card on which she had handwritten the du'as that she would say before sleeping. Right? And that card was on her night table also. When you see it on your night table, it becomes part of your routine. If you don't leave it there, you're not going to remember to go to your study and, you know, open up your bag and, you know, from some book or some shelf, you get that card and you read those du'as and you go back to that. Keep it where you have to read it. Right? So maybe you could open up that app, write down those du'as by hand, right, on a piece of paper, on a card, be creative, I would give you this, but then I wouldn't have anything, right? But I brought this to show you. Be creative. And a little girl made this for me, actually. So I really loved it, and I loved the idea, but I wanted this to benefit me more so I could continue to use it and learn from it, and that's why I put different laws on it now so that I can also develop that habit. So be creative. We have such things lying around our houses. We don't know what to do with them. You know, even when it comes to art or decoration, it should be useful. Right? It should be something that, that we are benefiting from. So the Prophet ﷺ used to say this dua in the morning on waking up. And this is what this ayah is teaching us, that at night when we're going to sleep, it's as if we are dying. Allahumma bismika amutu. Right? And then in the morning when we wake up, it's as if we have been given another chance. In Surah Al-Anam, ayah 60, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَهُوَ الَّذِي يَتَوَفَّاكُمْ بِاللَّيْلِ وَيَعْلَمُ مَا جَرَحْتُمْ بِالنَّهَارِ He is the one 
who takes you by night and he knows what you do by day. And of course this ayah is a big reminder of the fact that life is limited. We don't know when will be our last bedtime routine and when is the last time that we're going to wake up. And of course in this ayah is also proof of resurrection. That if every day we fall asleep and we wake up again, when a person has died, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can definitely bring them back to life again, whenever He wants. Am or ittakhadu, they have taken, min dunillahi besides Allah, shufa'a intercessors. Shufa'a, plural of, shafir. This is Allah's power. Each and every person, Allah takes their soul. Allah sends it back. Or if He wants, He doesn't send it back. But what have people done? They have taken others as shufa'a, as intercessors. Shafir, who is intercessor? Someone who's adopted as a middleman, right? As, as a middle person. Someone to intercede for you, make a request for you because you're not able to yourself. Because of your low status, your low position. Right? So you have somebody else make a request for you. It's a question. A rhetorical question, and in this is reproach. Have they taken shufa besides Allah? Why? Why have they done this? What proof do they have? Kul, say, awalaw, what, and if, meaning even you will adopt them as shufa, even if kanu, they were, meaning these shufa are such that, la yamlikuna shay'an, they do not owe a thing, wala yaqilun, and they do not reason. You will still have them as shufa'a, you will still go and pray to them so that they can take your requests forward, when the fact is that these people, these beings, these creatures, they don't own anything, they have no power, no authority. And la yaqilun, they do not even reason, meaning they don't have reason, they're inanimate objects, they don't even understand that you are begging them. They don't even understand what you're saying to them, what your requests are. Qul say, Lillahi, for Allah is ash-shafa'atu, the intercession, jami'an, entirely. All intercession belongs to Him. What does this mean? Allah intercedes? No way. What this means is that all intercession is under Allah's control. It's under Allah's authority. An intercessor can never supersede Allah Azza wa Jal. You understand? You know, in some cultures where there is this belief that you, know, you have a problem, you make dua to the Prophet or you make dua to some saint or something like that. There is so much ghulu, so much exaggeration. It's sad that eventually people begin to believe that the Prophet ﷺ has more power than Allah. Yes, I've heard this myself in poetry, which is sung in the praise of the Prophet ﷺ. That if Allah catches somebody, holds somebody accountable, Muhammad ﷺ can release him. Meaning he can have him set free. Muhammad ka pakra. And if Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam holds somebody accountable, no one can release him. You understand? You understand what's happening over here? 
more control and authority is being given to shufa'a. Allah says, لِلَّهِ الشَّفَاعَةُ جَمِيعًا All shafa'a is under Allah's control. No one can intercede without His permission. The right to allow intercession is with who? Allah. No one can intercede without His permission. So why get stuck in the intercessors and forget Allah? And what's the purpose of shafa'a anyway? You reach Allah. So reach Him directly. لَهُ مُلْكُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ To Him belongs dominion of the heavens and the earth. ثُمَّ إِلَيْهِ تُرْجَعُونَ Then to Him you shall be returned. This is how much control Allah has over you. You belong to Him and to Him you shall return. Now, intercession is a reality. It is a reality. There are many ahadith and verses of the Quran that show that yes, intercession shall take place on the Day of Judgment, but there are some conditions. And the first and foremost condition is that no one can intercede unless and until Allah will allow them. مَنْ ذَا الَّذِي يَشْفَعُ عِنْدَهُ إِلَّا In Surah Al-Anbiya, Ayah 28 also Allah says, وَلَا يَشْفَعُونَ إِلَّا لِمَنِ ارْتَضَى Another condition is mentioned that they cannot intercede for anyone except for whom that Allah approves of. So first, the intercessor must have permission. And secondly, the one that he is interceding for must also have permission. He must also be eligible for that shafa. Right? So judgment is the right of Allah. He will judge between people. And the intercessors, they cannot be relied upon. وَإِذَا and when ذُكِرَ اللَّهُ Allah is mentioned وَحْدَهُ Him alone when only Allah is mentioned somewhere in the sense that idols are not mentioned over there or their saints and their righteous and their awliya are not mentioned over there what happens? some people they get upset they say why is only Allah mentioned? you should also mention our idols you should also mention others. And they get so upset that Ishma Azzat. Ishma Azzat, Sheen Meem Zai. Shams. Not Shams. Sheen Meem Zai. Shams is when the soul shrinks with aversion or dislike. Like you find yourself oh, caving in and, you know, shrinking almost, shrinking. It's like with so much disgust and dislike, you don't want to be there. You don't want to hear it. Bothers you so much. Feel tight inside. And the shammaza wajhu is when someone's face changes out of anger. They're so upset inside that out of anger, their face, you know, it's changing. The color, the expression, whatever, it's changing. And ishma azza, over here, ishma azza qulub, the hearts are filled with disgust, filled with dislike and hate. It's as if the anger and the dislike and the aversion is visible on the faces. Of who? الَّذِينَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْآخِرَةِ Those who do not believe in the hereafter. وَإِذَا And when ذُكِرَ He is mentioned who? الَّذِينَ مِن دُونِ Those besides Him. إِذَا هُمْ يَسْتَبْشِرُونَ At once they rejoice. They become so happy. What do we see over here? There are some people who get upset when only Allah is mentioned. And if idols are mentioned, they get very happy. So in other words, they're not happy with the mention of Tawheed. 
and they're so unhappy that they cannot contain the hate within. It just comes out. What does this prove? Who do they really love? Who do they really love? Is it Allah or somebody else? It's somebody else. They love their idols so much. They're, they have such extreme level of love and respect and adoration for them. But as long as they're mentioned, they're happy. When Tawheed is mentioned, they become upset. In Surah Safat, Ayah 35, we learn, إِنَّهُمْ كَانُوا إِذَا قِيلَ لَهُمْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ When they were told, لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ, they were arrogant. Why do they become upset? Because they have more love for their idols. And they feel that if their idols, their gods are not mentioned, then they're being disrespected. Same thing. The belief started as shafa, right? So much exaggeration that the level became greater than Allah. And now that is being practically demonstrated that if Allah alone is mentioned, they get upset. Why? Because they feel that their shafa are not being respected enough if they're not mentioned. So they must be mentioned everywhere. So they get upset. In Surah Sa'd we learn, وَانْطَلَقَ الْمَلَأُ مِنْهُمْ أَنِمْشُوا They got so angry, they said, get up and let's go. Get up, let's leave. We don't like this Tawheed, Tawheed only. La ilaha illallah only. Isn't it shocking? It's something that's very real. It happens. It's amazing how Many different things of this world can be mentioned. People are happy. The Quran is mentioned. Allah is mentioned. We talk about something else now. Tell me something else. So what's up? What else is going on? It's as if when Allah is mentioned, it's not satisfying enough. And sadly, it's such that the mention of God literally angers some people. And the mention of one God angers them even more. We need to think about ourselves. When am I happy? When am I sad? Rather upset. When am I happy? When Allah is mentioned? Or when something else must be mentioned? That is what will please me. Because this is a criteria of Iman. Those who don't believe in the hereafter, they get upset. So those who believe in the hereafter, when Allah is mentioned, they rejoice. Let's end with the following ayah. قُلْ Say, Allahumma, O Allah, فَاطِرَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ Originator, creator of the heavens and the earth. عَالِمَ الْغَيْبِ وَالشَّهَادَةِ Knower of the unseen and the witnessed. أَنْتَ تَحْكُمُ You shall judge. بَيْنَ عِبَادِكَ Between your servants. فِيمَا Concerning that which كَانُوا They used to فِيهِ in it يَخْتَلِفُونَ They used to differ. O Allah, creator of the heavens and the earth, one who knows the hidden and the visible, hidden and visible. Like for example, the love or the hatred that a person has in his heart. Is that hidden or visible? It's hidden, right? And what is visible? Sometimes that hate is so much that it becomes visible on the face. إِشْمَأَزَّبْ Right? A person cannot contain the hatred, it just becomes visible. So, عَالِمِ الْغَيْبِ shahada. Allah knows the hidden and the visible. أَنْتَ تَحْكُمُ بَيْنَ عِبَادِكَ You will judge between your servants concerning that which they used to differ. You see, the differences in love. Meaning one person loves one being, another person loves another. There's something that creates disunity. But if the center of love is one, then there will be unity. Shirk. 
different masters, different gods, what does that lead to? Disunity. And Tawheed, what does that lead to? Unity. And when it comes to matters of religion, we see that in general, people are very divided. Even within the same religion, the same madhab, what happens? People are divided. In fact, opinions vary from person to person. And at times you find yourself agreeing, and at other times you find yourself disagreeing, and at other times you find yourself in total confusion. So what to do? Say this. And we see that the Prophet ﷺ used to say this in his dua in tahajjud also. When he would stand up in prayer at night, he would start his tahajjud prayer with this. اللهم رب جبريل وميكائيل وإسرافيل فاطر السماوات والأرض عالم الغيب والشهادة أنت تحكم بين عبادك فيما كانوا فيه يختلفون and he would continue he would say اهدني لما اختلف فيه من الحق بإذنك guide me concerning which people differ to the truth meaning guide me to the truth إنك تهدي من تشاء إلى صراط مستقيم you guide him so that you will to the right path and this dua is available on a card تهجد دعاء card in the bookstore Recitation of these ayat. <laughs> إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتٍ لِقَوْمٍ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ أَمِ اتَّخَذُوا مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ شُفَعَاءَ قُلْ أَوَلَوْ كَانُوا لَا يَمْلِكُونَ شَيْئًا وَلَا يَعْقِلُونَ قُلْ لِلَّهِ الشَّفَاعَةُ جَمِيعًا لَهُ مُلْكُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ ثُمَّ إِلَيْهِ تُرْجَعُونَ وَإِذَا ذُكِرَ اللَّهُ وَحْدَهُ شَمَأَزَّتْ قُلُوبُ الَّذِينَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْآخِرَةِ وَإِذَا ذُكِرَ الَّذِينَ مِن دُونِهِ